Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 275 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Hiccup Joseph. <laughs> and I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Ali Pisano. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Thanks, Allie. Allie. Today we will be discussing part three. Finally. <laughs> I got you. Of chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. This year overheard. This chapter has been 40 long years. So make sure that you have read the whole thing and you're ready to wham and hiccup your way through the details. <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to Megan for weekly profit news. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Hiccuping Joseph. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I have the hiccups, but they went away. It's okay. Um, Anyway, Weekly Profit, I saw on, I think it was Facebook, that Alfie Enoch, who was Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. Are you not currently currently dating (laughs) Dean Thomas? Is in a Christmas movie this season. Um, (gasps) It is like a UK British, it's like a British rom-com and it is, I think it's available now in the UK through Sky Cinema. Mm-hmm. It says that it's going to be released in the US through Epics. I tried to find it on there and I didn't. So I don't think that it's available yet, but it's called <laughs> This is Christmas. Um, and he plays like the main love interest. Ooh, saucy. Yeah. I'm excited. I really like him as an actor. Um, I really enjoyed watching How to Get Away with Murder with him. (laughs) Uh, That sounded weird. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good show. It's such a good show. Um, And he's really good in it. So I definitely am down to watch this if I can find it. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be? Cheese-tastic? Probably. Hmm. That's you not know. Tiffany style, but that's a May style. Yeah, it is. Let me know how it, it is. is. <sighs> oh, guys, I can't wait to tell you about this book that I'm reading. It's so freaking relatable. It's ridiculous. Anyway, actually, I'm reading two books at the moment, and they both have to do with baristas. How that happened? Did you know? No, I didn't. I knew that the one was because it's called Legends and Lattes, which, by right. the way, it's a great cozy read so far. Um, but the other one, I had no idea that she was a barista. Legends and Lattes. It's good. It's about like an orc. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, yeah. But an orc. Like. Yeah. Exactly like what Lord you're thinking. Ring? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. But she opens up a coffee shop. Of course, because what else are you going to do besides, you know, try and get that one ring? She's she's (laughs) tired of all the adventure and constant moving around. She just wants to settle and open a coffee shop, you know? I feel that in my bones. Anyway, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Because if you like us, then they may too. Tiffany, what are you making that face for? My husband in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) 
subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, which is freaking amazing and I love everybody that's in it. Our live recordings, (laughs) trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate it. As always, we are accepting Potter stories or any fun things, (coughs) questions, or concerns to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Very good. Very good. Truly makes mouse tails. Uh, I need to set the mood for future listeners. Um, It is Christmas time currently as of this recording. Catherine, are you looking at me? Yes, I am. Meet me up here. Ready? Last recap, you gave me the deets, and the very next day, I forgot them anyway. That was good. Beautiful. Love it. <gasps> no, Brandon. He added a lyric. You saw Voldemort's feats. Ew. <laughs> We've already been. Nobody put any feet in the chat. Or so help me. Mia or will so lose her me. mind. So help me. <laughs> so help me. Put the thing back where it came from. So help me. All right. <laughs> Oh jeez! This holiday recap is brought to you by Swish and Flick. Mm. Harry got a bomb dropped on him from Trelawney. Snapey, Snapey Snape is the one who overheard the prophecy and fed the information to Voldemort. He is raging, mad, flies to Dumbledore's office, ready to confront him. But when he goes to do it, Dumbledore found a horcrux and wants Harry to come along. So they do have it out a little bit. But in the end, they kind of like, you know, they hash it out. Yep. Hash it out. Hashtag mm-hmm. hash it out. Yep. <laughs> the continuation of the story would be my summary. So let's keep going. Dumbledore does his, will you listen to me speech? Mm-hmm. And then sends Harry off to get his cloak. Why are you Harry's so mean? Quite <laughs> perceptive here and gives the Felix to Ron and the Marauders map to Hermione. And he tells them to watch Draco and Snape and to share the Felix with Ginny. And he heads on down to meet with Dumbledore, who tells him, Don't worry, love. I use disguises all the time. I got this. And they head to the Hogshead and apparate away to the lake. TM. Is that from the book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that word for word? It's word for word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't worry, love. Don't worry, love. I use disguises all the time. I thought you said he tells them to wash Draco and Snape. Watch. Oh, no. Wash. I, I heard said... wash. I know you said it correctly. It's the I nasally thing that she has going on. Oh, listen. <laughs> Go give him oh. a little bath. Oh, my gosh. I said to, to uh, Alana, listen, Linda, this morning. She goes, my name's not Linda. She goes, I don't <laughs> even know. Linda, I was like, okay. Who are you, Olaf? (laughs) (laughs) Linda, I don't even know Linda. It was so funny. Oh gosh, she's such a great kid. Um, okay. Dumbledore, shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Shut it down. 
So uh, Harry is in like this weird area where he's like, he wants to keep pushing forward with this conversation, but then he also doesn't because he doesn't want to go like too far to ruin his chance of going along with Dumbledore to help destroy, well, get and destroy the Scorecrux. And so it's almost like things are needing to happen like now that we're not going to properly close the lid on this conversation. We just need to really get Ever. going. Ever. <laughs> There are things happening in my home, and I, I don't know what's going on. Um, so, very abruptly, Dumbledore is like, you want to go? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, let's. we have a thing we need to do. And so Harry is more than ready to say yes. And we know now that there are some ground rules for this adventure, and Harry doesn't really care for them. But it is what it is. So, quote, very well then, listen. Dumbledore drew himself up to his full height. Not actually with a pencil, Megan. He mm. said, <laughs> I take you with me on one condition, that you obey any command I might give you at once without question. Of course, says Harry. <laughs> Be sure to understand me, Harry. I mean that you must follow even such orders as run, hide, or go back. Do I have your word? So Harry goes, I, yes, of course. If I tell you to hide, will you do so? Yes. If I tell you to flee, will you obey? Yes. And here's the kicker. If I tell you to leave me and save yourself, will you do as I tell you? And that's mm. the one that our hero is going to have a very hard time with. So he mm. says, I, and he's like, Drawn on, I don't know. Dumbledore says, Harry? With a question? And they look at each other for a moment, and there's very understanding in that moment what each other's thinking. And he ends up saying, yes, sir. So those are very hard rules for Harry Potter to follow. But he agrees. Um, and so he's to go get his cloak and meet Dumbledore in the entrance hall in five minutes. And I'm reading this again, and I'm like, five minutes. It's like, that's really fast for such a gigantic castle. Right, like, truly. you better knees to chest run. High <laughs> <laughs> knees. Get there. <laughs> Seriously, that is some knees to chest getting where you need to go. Pumping the arms. Seriously. <laughs> Down the track. Another quote. Dumbledore turned back to look out the fiery window. The sun was now a ruby red glare along the horizon. Harry walked quickly from the office and down the spiral staircase. Um, I forgot to look up the meaning of red again. Does somebody want to pull that for me while I say my yeah. idea here? Totally forgot. Um, but this moment feels very significant to me. Um, Harry leaves him as he's looking out the window instead of Harry leaving him as he's gathering his own cloak or getting something to take with them. You know what I mean? It's this moment of pause, this moment of calm before the storm, so to say. Um, 
it just it feels really like I said, just feels really significant. Um, this is the last time he will be in his office. Mm. Yeah. As a living body instead of a portrait. <laughs> but, and I wonder, um, not only has he like really been working towards this goal with Harry, training him, essentially for years um, helping him test his strengths. This is the first moment and possibly the only moment where he can actually take him, lead him, show him how to do things, let him have some insight into the way that Voldemort is thinking and the way is that he does things because he knows that he soon will be gone and Harry will have to do this himself. And this is the key to being successful. This is the key to being triumphant. Um, and like I said before, his time is limited. We're at the very tail end of what is supposed to be a year's life sentence. You know what I mean? And this very, like, it should be it. And the plan is to, if everything had gone as he intended, get this Horcrux, come back, show him how to destroy it with the sword. Mm -hmm. However, Horcrux isn't real. Things don't go that way. Um, obviously he dies before he can show him how to complete this. So as much as we talk about like how dude, you have like so little time, nobody realizes how much time they actually have. Right. And that's a very human trait to have. And we can't put this guy on a pedestal. He is not perfect. Um, I'm sure everybody already knows that, but it's oftentimes easy to think of Dumbledore as this all knowing, all perfect wizard. Um, but no, he does have flaws. And this one is a very innocent one. Um, should he have told him how to destroy them before? Sure. Should that have been information been up front at first? Yeah, that could have happened. Um, but I really feel like in this moment, he was being Harry's teacher and he was doing this hands-on, um, this magic that he performs by touching the, the cave walls and stuff like that stuff. Harry would have never thought of that. And he's really guiding him in this moment and showing him. And I really do feel like he wanted to do every little tiny step, essentially holding Harry's hand through it, but he never got that opportunity. Um, so Megan or Katie, which Katie. one you looked this up? Katie looked it up. Um, so the sky is fiery and like a ruby red. And red has historically been associated with sacrifice, danger, and courage. And I think that's exceptionally fitting. I got I, I got a little bit of chills when I saw that. Someone in the chat, I think there were two people. <clears throat> yes, I haven't been looking at it, so tell me. Shay and Katie kind of at the same time said, so unlike for sailors, red skies means someone will die. Red skies, someone dies. Yeah, um, I thought of that poem for for waters. Red yeah, sky at night, and, sailors delight. And then red Bree sky in the morning, sailors warning. Legolas, 
mm-hmm. said, a red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. This is a sunset. But. Oh, Mars. Associated with Mars. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so this moment, like it's such a short glimpse but just him standing there looking out the window and what I would assume would be maybe reflecting or preparing for this moment mentally. And um, I, I just think it's huge. Like it's such a short little sentence that means a whole lot. Do you think that he suspects, because we know that he did tell Snape he would have to kill him, right? Like we know that's in the plan. Do you think he Mm -hmm. suspects that that is tonight? Or do you think that catches him off guard? I think it catches him off guard. Like I said, I think his plan was to really handhold and show Harry exactly what to do. Um, He obviously knows that Draco's up to things. He knows that entire plan. But do I think he thinks it's now? No. I think he underestimates Draco. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, So it sucks and i have to tell you guys my nose is tingling and my eyes are starting to water and i'm gonna freaking cry (laughs) so i hope everybody's ready for that i am emotional emotional damage okay i'm not ready for this i'm really not like he is oh i know he's like woven into seven and very much present at the end but like but still i love him so freaking much Mm -hmm. all right So for once in Mr. Potter's life, his mind is clear and he knows exactly what he needs to do. He has this plan motion as he's going. Uh, The author kind of veils that and doesn't let us know what he's thinking as he does it. She just lets us see the end result, which is, I think, a kind of cool bit of writing. Um, Hermione notices at first that something is going on and she's like, you okay?" And he's like, yep. And then he's like, gone. (laughs) She's like, "Okay, obviously, no, you're not fine. I just got to poop, Hermione. (laughs) Uh, and she inquires about dumbledore and he's like fine i'm fine which is a lie he runs past them up into the dorm grabs his trunk takes out the marauders map and a pair of balled up socks and there's our mention of socks again within the series which is kind of fun and he runs back down and he gives um ron and hermione the quick like yada 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 version of what is going on He's not pausing as they um, have their reactions to the story. And there's no gasps. There's no like there are gasps. I'm sorry, but he doesn't care. He just keep going. Um, Ron's questions. Nope. We have no time for you, sir. I got five minutes. And so he just figures that they can work out the details amongst themselves later on. No. Well. Uh, He says, this is Harry, so you know what this means. And then he explains, this means Dumbledore's not going to be here. So Draco's going to try again. He might be in the room of requirement. He's basically going to strike again. And he wants them to watch him. Ron and Hermione really want nothing to do with this. Um, They are so wrong tonight. They really should listen to him. I mean, they do thankfully yeah but like um so he gives the marauders map to hermione and he tells her to watch draco and snape and also to please use the da he mentions the coins and how like she could communicate with them that way 
Um, Don't they use those two like in seventh year? Like yes. the people that are still at Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, Ginny and Neville and Luna do, I believe. So cool. Um, he then also he notices that Hermione does look slightly fearful. I think for a couple different reasons. Like, yeah, this is a lot to take in, but I do also think she's really focusing on the fact that he's about to go and get a Horcrux with Dumbledore. And like, Mm -hmm. that's scary. Um, But he doesn't have time to argue with her about this. So he really like just trudges through what he's saying and he thrusts the socks, which is the Felix (laughs) into Ron's hands. And he tells him to use it between themselves and Jenny and this is so perceptive. It's quite perceptive for Harry, in my opinion, because usually he kind of flies by the seat of his pants, but he really does think ahead in this instance. Like he truly, this entire series has been so steadfast in his beliefs about Draco and what is going on. And nothing is straying his thought process from this, which ends up obviously being correct um but i feel like that's a little different for harry like usually he's that usually that's hermione you know what i mean and she was just like not on it this year interesting yeah um too busy pining after ron she does have a lot going on like within herself so hermione tells harry that he should take the felix but harry is quite insistent about this because he's like i'm gonna be with dumbledore like i'll be (laughs) safe (laughs) um like that breaks my wee little heart i know know. um because imagine if he had taken it that probably would have also helped dumbledore you know Mm -hmm. but this is a really good freaking friend harry is like no i am insistent you guys are taking this i will be fine i'm gonna be with dumbledore I need to make sure that the three of you are safe. It's almost like he knows like he won't be able to fully focus on what he needs to do and he needs Unless to fully focus. Unless he knows focus. they're safe. Right. Because yeah. he's convinced like something's happening while we're gone or well, like there's a really good chance. And right. he's convinced that I think also the fact that he's convinced the danger is coming to Hogwarts not where he's going. Right. Yes, obviously what mm-hmm. he's doing is dangerous but he doesn't think that they're walking straight to Voldemort you know what I mean been there done that correct multiple times (laughs) but he truly truly believes that the danger is coming to Hogwarts right right um so he's like no I think that this is a lot more important for you guys essentially his house yeah Hogwarts Mm -hmm. is his home right like I have to protect this (laughs) home alone I have yeah. to protect it. <laughs> Harry, at least eat the mac and cheese first, okay? Harry should have set up some booby traps in the room of requirement. That mac and cheese. We should pour one out for the mac for and cheese. Kevin, Misca- Kevin Callister's Kevin mac and cheese. <laughs> I know. It's been a week. Miscallister. <laughs> oh, I can't I talk. Movie. It's fine. So anyway. good. I love Chris Columbus. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> the director. Um, <laughs> not the historian. There was such the odd pause. Oh, I just want people the to director. know. Yes, not the <laughs> no person I mean. who was awful <laughs> in history. We're talking about the director. 
you know chris columbus the cool one um so harry heads off to the entrance hall like basically he says those things and he is gone he's like running and (laughs) he heads off to the entrance hall and dumbledore is there waiting he tells harry to put his cloak on and harry throws it on and he's kind of like trying to catch his breath he's sweating he's like following dumbledore trying to keep up with them um they head out and harry says but what will people think when they see you leaving professor and dumbledore replies that i am often to hogsmeade for a drink i sometimes offer was murder my custom or else visit the hogshead or i appear to it's a good way as any of disguising one's true destination what did you say before <laughs> don't worry love don't worry don't love, worry, love. <laughs> but like what does this mean so he like disguising one's true destination so like i well, guess he's been going out and looking right and gathering so... info remember he's gone a lot throughout the year do you think that like aberforth knows and covers for him is that kind of what this means or... i was gonna ask that in my section too like does he have some sort of an agreement with Aberforth there's so I think okay here's the thing I think they're a lot closer than people think that they are I was kind of wondering that like yeah he gets mad at him because he's just like grouchy but like they live so close and he frequents the hog's head all the time they're like neighbors (laughs) I mean they like are (laughs) no I honestly I think that I think that they're, I don't know exactly what their relationship is. Obviously, I think when we see Aberforth in seven, I think he's mad that, that his brother is dead. Yeah. I think that he's mad that about the way that it went down and kind of, op, like history repeating itself slightly. It's like, yeah. how did he not learn from this? I think he's frustrated that um, he left Harry all these things to do, not knowing that literally it's Harry that, is the only person that can do them. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that out of that conversation, when Aberforth was so seemingly just like, I hate my brother, you have to, to, to sift through and you have to read between what he is saying. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times people will say things out of anger when really they're heartbroken. Because yeah. anger usually is secondary to an initial emotion that someone is feeling. Um, So don't use that conversation people to like base their relationship on just that. Right. Like, yes, they had a lot going on. Obviously everything with Ariana and Grindelwald was messed up, but um, I do think that they were closer and definitely in contact. Um, I agree. Especially with the mirror him having the mirror Mm -hmm. and knowing how to use it and who had the other part Mm -hmm. that it's in itself should let you know that they were talking to one another. Right. Um, and then I wanted to end my section with just a quote from the book because I just liked how this was written. It was just like nice. It's like a good visual. They made their way down the drive in the gathering twilight The air was full of the smells of warm grass, lake water, and wood smoke from Hagrid's cabin. It was difficult to leave that they were, it was difficult to believe that they were heading for anything dangerous or frightening. And I think that this little descriptor here is really important because unfortunately we do know that this is the last time Dumbledore is walking through the Hogwarts grounds alive, right? So like, 
he gets to leave Hogwarts with the air full of those smells, which are comforting. Oh, God. They're like home. I know. But I thought I read that and I was just like, oh, it's like. It's like a it's saying goodbye. Yeah, it's like a good send off. Unfortunately, even though when he comes back and he has to fly back to the tower, everything's Ugh. a mess. I know. But like, you're right. It's just a nice, calm way to it's skedaddle. Like got to have that last little stroll on the grounds. You know what I mean? Got to see it in the last sunset at Hogwarts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Starting with that, like, ruby red sunset that Tiffany started with. And then Meg has this part. And then there's another part in my section. I don't know if I detailed it out, but I can bring it up. Um, like, there's a lot of descriptors. And, like, it does feel like a goodbye. Like it feel like it is a setting for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, just um, so interesting how we're going through this and knowing what we know now, um, just picking up on all these small details that are just like little nods to him, you know, mm -hmm. little like little chapters that are closing uh, along the way. Yeah. I like what Colioli says <laughs> in the chat. Hogwarts isn't, I mean, I don't like it because it's freaking sad, but it's true. Mm. Hogwarts is never the same after this moment for anyone. It's true. It's true. I would like to think that later on, once things were repaired, people were in different like teaching positions and whatnot, like when Neville comes and and starts to teach, I would like to think that the vibes go back to being positive. Yeah. Once they clean up the castle and stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. totally, though. Yeah. So um, Harry asked Dumbledore if they were going to be apparating, and Dumbledore says yes, and he's like, "You can do that now, can't you?" And Harry like admits to himself, like, "I should probably be honest about this." Um, he's like, "Yeah, I am, but I don't have a license." And he's thinking, like, "What if I ruin everything and I apparate and I end up like a hundred miles from where I'm actually supposed to be and I just screw everything up?" So Dumbledore is like, "It's no big deal. I can assist you." Um, and I did pull that little description that I was talking about. So from the book, they turned out of the gates in the into the twilight deserted lane to Hogsmeade. Darkness descended fast as they walked. And by the time they reached the high street, night was falling in earnest. Lights twinkled from windows over shops as they neared the three broomsticks. That makes me feel so much like walking through Hogsmeade at Universal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, for true. I want to like read that line over a video of Hogwarts <gasps> of, of like Hogsmeade at Twilight. I love that. That's a good idea. Can we talk about something really quickly? Vinny says, um, speaking of which, we never have seen what Hogwarts meant for Dumbledore. Um, aside from a safe place for someone powerful to be in check. I like thinking about it this way. So we've talked and, and, and I think I'm guilty of this as well. We've talked about how Hogwarts is as Harry Potter is a student. And we've read that Dumbledore is the best headmaster that Hogwarts has ever had. Mm -hmm. But when we, when we read Harry's years, He's very absent. Um, 
He, there's not really a whole lot of interaction going on between him and other students. Um, he's not present. He's kind of this overlooming, like, big figure, like, you know, bigger than life kind of guy that doesn't really come and get involved in learning, which not okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think that Dumbledore found Hogwarts to be as much of a home and a place of solace, just as Harry did. Um, he doesn't have his family anymore. The staff and the kids, I feel like, were essentially his family. The relationship that he has with McGonagall, that seems to be very caring. Obviously, he cares about Snape, and they have a really nice, like, not I, nice, I don't think is the right word. They have a trusting friendship there. And I feel like we never got to see Hogwarts outside of Harry's time. And I feel like Dumbledore, to earn people saying he was the greatest headmaster that Hogwarts ever had, I think he truly lived and did that um, as headmaster. But when Harry came on the scene, this is literally saving the wizarding world and he's the only person that knows how to do it and so we see him um aloof from other students he's not present because he's working behind the scenes because quite frankly time is of the essence and he can't be so like i just think that hogwarts for him was kind of similar to Harry and Voldemort, I guess, because it was their home. Voldemort for different reasons, though it was this place where he felt like he was top notch, powerful dude. The only place where he really like belonged, but like Dumbledore really felt, I think that they were family. Yeah. Sorry. Soapbox moments. Don't be sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so I think, honestly, I think that, you know, outside of Harry's years, he was probably very much present. Mm -hmm. That Harry screwing everything up. Well, that's what happens when uh, prophecies are made in front of you. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not his fault. Involves you. He yeah. didn't ask for this life. <laughs> True. Oh, that just adds a layer of sad to it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so they're passing the three broomsticks, so they're coming close to it, and they hear shouting the closer they get. Here comes Madame Rose Murda, who is, quote, forcibly ejecting a grubby looking wizard from the pub. Go, Madame Rose Murda, go. <laughs> so then she's like, oh, she says hi to Dumbledore, and she comments out on him being out so late. And Dumbledore's like, oh, you're going to have to forgive me, but I'm off to the hogshead. No offense, I'm just looking for a quiet atmosphere tonight this part's just like a little bit creepy um they mm -hmm. turn the corner so that they see the hogshead sign and the book says it creaked a little though there was no breeze <laughs> are there goats in there or ghosts it also appeared to be <laughs> completely empty 
which is like in complete contrast to the three broom six. I kind of feel bad for Aberforth, but like maybe he should get a dishwasher and clean his glasses, you know, or like magic. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, if I got a cup like that, I would not drink out of it. I'm just saying like, how does he keep it in business? Um, I don't know. It's just Maybe. him and the goats kicking back like dirty butterbeer. Sometimes there are just know. places that people go and they just have lower. But nobody goes. They do go though. <laughs> but they do. They do. Yeah, the seedy people go. The seedy people, <gasps> yeah, right? Like... Mundungus loves the hogshead. Right. Just dressing up, going That's in. I'm looking for. Overhearing like, conversations of kids. <laughs> people have lower. Not expectations. Standards? Standards. Yeah, I guess maybe standards. Some people love a good dive bar. We had dive bars when I was in college. I don't, we just, you know, we're right. Hanging. Vinny says it's a money laundering scheme. <laughs> go, you go somewhere where it's nickel shot night. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Nickel. <laughs> That's a John uh, Mulaney joke. It's nickel shot night. I was over Is that it? On the back. That can't be no, it. I'm not done oh, yet. I have a couple more lines. All right. All right. So Dumbledore's like, we don't have to go inside. Like, real cool. Don't say hi to your brother. Um, <laughs> as long as no one sees us go, like, we're fine. This is where I was wondering, like, does he have an agreement with Aberforth? I forget who said it, but someone in the chat was like, maybe if he sees Rose Murda, he says he's going to the Hogshead. Maybe if, like, Aberforth happens to see him, he'll pretend to go to the Fruit Broomsticks just to, like, cover his alibi. Yeah. Um, I like this part because so Dumbledore knows that Harry doesn't have a license but can't apparate. So he tells him to put his hand on his arm and he says, like, there's no need to grip too hard. I am merely guiding you. So he trusts that Harry can apparate. Mm -hmm. But he's still like, I'm here for you if you need it. I just it's a nice little like teacher moment. It's the guide. That's what yes. I'm talking about. His intentions for this entire evening. Yeah. To guide. I like yeah. it a lot. Katie. So they <laughs> apparate and they appear in cool darkness with fresh salty air. We've arrived at our destination, our seven Horcrux rated resort. Welcome to the lake. <laughs> well, almost. We're outside of it. True. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a vacation. <laughs> this oh is the lobby, Bree says. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <sighs> we are almost there. I don't know. I feel like I need to like put my my lake sunglasses on, get a beverage in my little koozie, maybe a little sunscreen on my cheeks and for next time. We need to <laughs> we find that drawing that Oh, on the beach. Who did it? Yeah, someone drew Dumbledore on the beach. I think it yeah. was Bev. I think it was so Bev long drawing. ago. Yeah, it was forever ago. Bro, that was like First book stuff. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was a long time ago. Oh, so long. Oh, man. All right. Let's pull these. I, like I hope belts. you're ready, everyone, for a very emotional Tiffany in the next three to six to I, the end of the book. <laughs> I was trying to type zap to get the lightning bolt. And because we were talking about sure. the lake so much, I typed lake. <laughs> <laughs> Did that bring up anything? It brought up a <laughs> snowflake. 
Okay. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and through seven. Yeah. Oh, there <gasps> Look at Mark. Yes. <laughs> you so cute. Tell me you just took that right now because that yeah, would make please. me happy. Or is that a past pick? I want it to be now. Lie to me. <laughs> lie to me, Mark. You did. <laughs> oh, no, wait. No. Are you lying? No, now I'll never know. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Where's the sunscreen? Put some on your nose. Wait, what are slash commands? I'm What's happening, Megan? Listen, I just figured out how to do this the old way. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today okay. you mean to tell me it's changed <laughs> okay well anyway they pulled so okay lightning bolt questions um brandon i'll still cry i don't care if you're ready or not <laughs> ready or not here i cry <laughs> look Katie. how cute Katie K from Hufflepuff says, yes. do yes. you think if Harry hadn't just shown up with the memory, Dumbledore would have sought Harry out to take him or be like, there's no time, got to go now and go himself? I think he always had the intention to take Harry to the lake no, no matter what. Yeah, he he would take him. Like Going I said, I feel like 
he had to like this was a have to thing this is this is me teaching you how to do this and so it would be pointless to go without you also a good thought marguerite asks do you think dumbledore took harry because he had an idea he might need a second person due to horcrux potential i mean with this one you did but he didn't know what was gonna be there but i know but had a feeling and been like I've got we a might feeling. need two people, so I don't know. I think it was a happy accident that both of them were were necessary. Yeah. How would one do that on his own? On their own. Yeah, you'd have to go back. I mean, eventually he was okay and didn't succumb to like crawling to the lake to stick his face in the water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe he could have done it by himself. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know. I don't like that. You part. got to have your wits about you. But oh. how cute. We should use. <gasps> Wait, can we save? Give us permission if we can save your pictures, because then we can post them on our social media for when we get to when we drop this recording. Oh my so like, god! Yeah. Oh, yeah, the next yeah. episode. We'll post ours too again. <laughs> yeah just let us know um okay sam asks do you think dumbledore's teaching style would change if he was teaching harry in the classroom setting rather than these chaotic meetings and field trips or would it be the same say it again i'm sorry do you think dumbledore's teaching style would change if he was teaching harry in the classroom setting versus these chaotic meetings and field trips or would it be the same i always envisioned dumbledore to be a very hands-on teacher so like Mm -hmm. i do think it would still be similar yeah yeah, I feel like yeah. it's I feel like the way he teaches is very involved. It's very um it's not I do, it's we do. Mm. Like we're gonna do this together. Sounds like um, Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. I love it when you can also show like end results and like kind of work backwards from that. So like this is our goal. This is what we want to get to. Let me, now let me show you how we get there. Yeah. Um, Catherine asks, what do you think would have happened if Harry had taken the Felix before their trip? They would have walked in the cave and the Horcrux would have come to them. Yeah. <laughs> Akio Horcrux would have worked. Right. I don't wow. know. Would there have been some sort of Voldemort magic to crush any spell like that? You know how Gringotts has spells and enchantments to get rid of True. certain things. I feel like Voldemort would have made sure that you can't get lucky here <laughs> yeah which is sad I, for a vacation spot <laughs> i do not like voldemort magic i don't like how that sounds i don't like it truly but some of it is literally I his i know just him i kind of like this marguerite says do you think the quote disguising location is a hint to harry in regards to seven and his future actions he may need to take disguising location like Dumbledore like like Dumbledore going into Hogsmeade um and not being seen you know like I I don't know if it's necessarily um a hint but I think it could be like foreshadowing Mm -hmm. 
not like a hint that Harry is supposed to know and think of, but I think it could mm-hmm. be the author's way of like foreshadowing that like Harry may have to do this too when he comes to Hogsmeade next, you know? Well, he does take a lot of leaves out of Dumbledore's book, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he even thinks to himself, am I like Dumbledore keeping secrets and, and whatnot? And that's when he kind of pushes back against that when he tells Neville to kill the snake, right? Um, because he doesn't want to end up being that way. But a lot of it is very helpful. Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. He's got style. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I know this episode feels really short and I'm sure everybody is also thinking that, but like, I feel like we touched on some really important pieces within just a small third of a chapter. Yeah, I agree. Let me see. God, that's what I love about doing this so much is like, even with just a small, small portion of one chapter, it has so many things to think about. Ooh, I like this. Marguerite says, if you could write a book or movie script that's from the mindset of Dumbledore, what would you love to see? Would you want to hear his final thoughts? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see everything from things with Grindelwald. I would love to see him in school as a student. I would love to see... Um, after Voldemort's, uh, downfall the first time, but it wasn't really real, but like how he started planning, like literally that day, that night about how this was going to, to pan out the things that he needed to do, his planning, his preparation. I want to see him connecting the dots. I want to see him going and finding the ring. I want, I just want, I would love to see absolutely everything. I want to watch his journey of like learning about himself that he's too tempted by power. So he needs to like distance mm-hmm. himself from it. But like he, at one point in time, that. yeah, at one point in time he did seek power when he was younger. So I think that'd be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's end the lightning bolt round with a fun one. Okay. Desi says, which would you rather give up forever? Disney Cokes or butterbeer? <gasps> Definitely butterbeer. Mm, butter beer because it's so sweet but disney cokes are freaking chef's kiss okay but can i just say that i would give up disney cokes and then just have mcdonald's cokes and then i could sell butter beer (laughs) cheating (laughs) all right (laughs) cheating or smarts (laughs) we'll go with both All right, give me a fan story. Fan story. Okay, this one has an update, which always makes me happy. So this comes from Joseph, December of 2021. (gasps) Shut up, Joseph. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joseph, we're not laughing at you. Is it? Hiccuping Joseph. I had the hiccup before we started recording and we were taught I sang to Cotton Eye Joe and it was hiccuping Joseph. So that is the joke. That's the joke. That was so funny. Oh my God. What a coincidence. Oh my God. Thank you, Joseph, for being you. I like the name Joseph. It's a good name. It is. Hi, ladies. Here's my Potter story. Please excuse the length. Joseph, don't worry about it. 
I first read Harry Potter in 2001 when I was 23. I think I've been aware of it since about 2000. The hype was building, a movie was being made, people were talking nonstop. I remember riding the bus and overhearing people talk about it. Like many, I thought it was for kids, and I thought, no thanks. I avoided <laughs> it, thinking it couldn't actually be any good, and it was just a fad. Sounds familiar. Mm. In summer 2001, the hype was at fever pitch, and even my mom was reading it. She usually only read biographical or historical books, with the occasional Agatha Christie thrown in. <laughs> I had never seen her read fantasy. One day, I was at my mom's and saw the first two books on her shelf. I had time to kill, so on a whim, I pulled it off the shelf and opened it to chapter one. Before I knew it, I was halfway through the book and I was hooked. I finished it quickly and read the next two in rapid succession. I loved the movie when it came out soon after and eagerly awaited Goblet of Fire and all the rest of the books. I work at UPS and remember those years when we would see the boxes coming through with the latest Harry Potter book just before they were set to release. Oh my nice. so cool. I would. Those have things felt. were uh, locked down yeah yes i would have been like i'm just gonna like take a really long time on my route bring some tape with me (laughs) (laughs) open this box read it and tape it back up (laughs) on your next job interview so why did you get fired what are you talking about (laughs) really like harry potter books (laughs) i decided myself to step away from that position actually (laughs) it wasn't right for me (laughs) (laughs) To this day, Gabbard of Fire is still my still my favorite of the books, but Deathly Hollows is a close second. Sorcerer's Stone is my favorite of the Potter movies. Fantastic Beasts is my overall yeah, favorite. Eventually, I took the sorting quiz on Pottermore. I ended up taking the quiz three times to be sure. The first time I was Slytherin, and I wasn't sure how to feel about that. So I took it again and was now a Hufflepuff. But this felt less definitive, so I took it a third time. I was Slytherin. I've embraced being two parts Slytherin and one part Hufflepuff. So I'm now a proud Slytherin. I like that. Yeah. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, Now I have been reading Harry Potter to my kids at bedtime. It's been a years long affair since I can only read to them on the weekends since I work nights and and I intersperse other fantasy series in between like Lord of the Rings finished and Percy Mm. Jackson. Blood of uh, Blood of Olympus is next. My daughter is now 10 and my son is 6. My son falls asleep quickly, but my daughter always stays awake, determined to hear everything. As I write this, we are in Half-Blood Prince. In fact, the next chapter coming up this weekend is The Cape. Oh my <gasps> God, this Katie. Is crazy. I swear I did not read this beforehand. Oh my God. I swear. <laughs> That's the next chapter. How could we have known you would be hiccuping Joe this whole time? Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Knowing me, so many nuts. tears will be shed. For me, mm. three moments in the series uh, bring copious amounts of tears. Into the Forest of Hollows, yeah. Dobby's mm-hmm. death, and Dumbledore's mm-hmm. death. <laughs> I plan on timing well, the finish of Deathly. Hedwig? Yeah, that's literally a sad That tweet. one just caught me so off guard. I was just like, <gasps> wait, what? That one was <laughs> l- the meaning behind that I death. Know. Yeah. It's so significant. I mean, we'll talk about it, but lord. I plan on timing the finish of Deathly Hallows around my daughter's 11th birthday next November, which I think is like last month because this was 2021. <gasps> oh, when awesome. she'll get to be sorted into a Hogwarts house. Oh, we got uh, an update this year. My wand is Laurel Wood with a dragon heartstring core, 14 inches, and slightly springing flexibility. My Patronus nice. is a swallow. A board. 
thanks for all <laughs> you do in putting out this podcast. Don't let the muggles get you down. But wait, update November 2022. There's more. My daughter took the Wizarding World sorting quiz and she is a Ravenclaw. Oh my Aww. goodness. She's pretty Welcome. She's pretty happy about it. She also has a dolphin Patronus. Hey, hey. And she has hey. a 12-inch wand with a phoenix core. Oh, that's my Love core. Thank you, Joseph, a.k.a. Hiccup and Joe. Oh. Seriously, though, I love this story. I it's love so it. Good. And I love so that good. it just very well fit into right now, completely right? coincidentally. <sighs> love, I love it. it. Love it. I like that your favorite book is Goblet, too. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people have that as their favorite. It's such an underrated book. Like, we felt like that yeah, when, we, my, when we went through it. After rereading it, it's definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. So good. You ready for a joke? Yeah. Joseph, you have one for your story. Prepared. Yeah, I do have if, one prepared. If this isn't about somebody named Joe, hiccups, caves, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I did look up uh, bath jokes and dirt jokes because Brandon okay. told me I needed more jokes because these are sad times. Oh, oh but I will also look up hiccup jokes and Joe jokes. <laughs> Joe jokes. But from the which one is this? The howling <laughs> hilarity jokes are kind of morbid. <laughs> what? Oh, great, great. <laughs> from That's the what we need. Howling <laughs> hilarity for Hufflepuff. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's Voldemort's favorite kind of music? I don't know. Soul. Mm. That's good. <laughs> These jokes are bad. Why, bad. why did the skateboarder bury his head in the dirt? Faceplant. <laughs> why dirt? Because of the dirty glasses. <laughs> I missed that. At the hog's head. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> this one is probably the only funny one worth reading off of this. I thought you meant dirty like eyeglasses. I was so confused. <laughs> what vehicle is the worst kind of gas guzzler? Mm. A hiccup truck. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My roommate nice. said the coffee tasted like dirt. I said it was ground this morning. Oh my gosh. I'm not reading any of these other ones. They're so bad. <laughs> Put one in the chat. They're like offensive. Oh, then don't. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> Okay, never mind. I didn't know they were like that. No, they're bad. Okay. Also, I looked up bath jokes, but then bathroom jokes came up and I was like, hello, this is Swish and Flick poop. <laughs> so, okay. why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? To make it to the know. bottom. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Cute. I should tell that one to Alana. <laughs> you would like that. <laughs> Are we done? Yeah, these get really uh, interesting. Well, if you would like to follow us on the social meds, you can. Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peters Family, and Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish Flick. Tiff Swish underscore Flick. Sorry. Whoa. Okay. Amateur no, hour. People are going to follow the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was being dumb. No, you're not. What have I been doing, you ask? Uh, peeling first graders off the ceiling, pretty much. 
They are wild, feral, if you will. Um, but no, it's been quite a week, and I was shocked to discover this morning that it was literally only Thursday <laughs> and not Friday. Uh, it's almost there. It's so I'm so over it. I need a break. So and they need a break from each other too. They are like nitpick pick pick picky i'm like dude just leave each other alone don't look at anyone just don't right blinders but santa came today and it was one of the cutest things i've ever seen in my life and they were so happy to see him and we have been writing him letters so it's been good times that's um cute i'm currently listening to lord of the rings two towers it is significantly better for me than Fellowship was. Fellowship, like, drug on and on and on. And there was so much singing. Uh, but Two Towers is pretty pretty great, like, right off the bat. So I'm really excited about that. I'm reading The High Mountain Court, which some things just got revealed. It's getting very good. Did you know that's um, a trilogy? I did. Mm-hmm. I already have the second one downloaded. Nice. I really, really enjoy it. Some things I'm like, eh, about the, like the writing. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, um, sometimes cheesy for me, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I'm not I into have the an cheese. author that like people love and I just cannot read. I just can't read her books because they're, I don't know. I just don't think that she's a very not good writer. Style. There's like, okay. Just not everybody is going to like, Everybody. <laughs> Not everybody likes this podcast. That's fine. Yeah. You're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, only when it's about us. You're wrong. True. True. <laughs> We're great. That's that's I I've been lifting again the past couple of days. Yeah, Tiffany. Did a couple of lifts with my Peloton app. Get them gay. I got I know. Oof. Glutes today. Oof. Hammies, Let me know quads. if you can sit tomorrow. <laughs> I cooked them Christmas hams. You're here. They're ready. <laughs> it felt really good. I started out with very low weight because I didn't want to like not be able to walk. But yeah. I can't wait to build again. Um, I did get an early Christmas present. I'm looking at it. It's still in a box, which I'm dying a little inside because I want it so bad. But I have to. Marty's going to put it together for me. I got a spin bike. I got like a really good one too. Um, And I can put my tablet on it, my iPad and stream Peloton rides. And I'm really, really excited. I can't wait. Like I can't freaking wait. And we are going to, we're getting rid of our treadmill. Um, It was given to us. So it's like no loss there. Um, But it like slips, which isn't really safe. Yeah. Um, so Marty, Marty doesn't want, Marty doesn't feel comfortable giving it away to anybody else. So he's going to take it apart and put it on the lawn and see if anybody picks it up for parts. So hopefully somebody does that. But uh, yeah, just waiting on Christmas break. I am ready. You're so close. I'm so ready. Have I been watching anything? Harry the and documentary. Megan. Yeah, the Harry and Meghan doc. Is that it? Mm, man, I finished it. it today. I can't wait. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm not going to talk about it too much because 
I do know that it is semi-controversial for some people. And it is. also, yes. um, a lot of people probably haven't watched it yet. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who cares about that. Um, but all I will say is that I think that they are great people and they did what they needed to do. Not only for their mental health, um, right. but also their actual safety. Like it, they had to do what they did. Um, mm -hmm. And that's all I'll say. I, yeah. So I finished that today. Phil is losing his little puppy mind yeah. right yeah. now. Um, I finished Kingdom of Ash. That's big news. Yes. I finished Kingdom of Ash. I, I want to start an entire SJM reread, which actually... Mm -hmm. um steph holmes is doing on her bookstagram uh dr bookish biologist right that's it right yeah yeah doctor um we made that. her change it to doctor <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm definitely going to be doing that with her um she's going to be doing like an order that they were released which i think is interesting It'll be it'll be cool to like maybe pick up on things, reading them in the order that they were actually released. So that's like in the order that she was thinking and writing them in, which is interesting. <laughs> um, I started Legends and Lattes, which is interesting for me because it's a book written by a man. Don't do that often. Not only is it written by a man, the main character is a woman and the audiobook is read by a man, which is interesting to me. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit, but he's doing a good job um he's the, like the actual author of the book like he also read it for the oh, audiobook cool. which is kind of cool. cool yeah that is cool um i don't usually like books written by men meg found the sweatshirt that said <laughs> men written by women <laughs> i really want it it's from the common room shop if anybody's heard of them it looks amazing it's so funny um it's just so funny because you've literally said that so many times and then it's on a sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I am liking that book so far. And then I'm also reading. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it. I think that it's. Oh, I can see the cover. I, I know. I can't think of the name. Kiss her for me. Hmm. What is it? Kiss the girl. No. I know the author is Allison Cochran because she wrote The Charm Offensive. Phillip's off the hook today. Um, <laughs> why am I blanking? Images, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Kiss her once for me. Thanks, Google. That's what it's called. You just um, missed one word. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I am really liking it, except it's really hitting close to home because it's about... <laughs> about a girl who has a degree and she's not currently using her degree she's working as a barista um she moved away from all of her friends and family to go and live in this city far away from them and thinks that she should just move back to ohio <laughs> like whoa who does that sound like? i was reading this book and <laughs> i Meg is like it's me i am an author <laughs> <laughs> stefan was like uh <laughs> what is this and she's like i didn't even pick up on that um oh my God. so yeah anyway that's funny but i'm enjoying it i really like her writing um 
if you haven't read the charm offensive i highly recommend it it's really really good and i'm sure that i will really like kiss her once for me too because she's just a really great writer um other than that big news in the peaches fam we're signing a lease for a new apartment Heyo. guys this when happens this happened in a very peaches fam fashion <laughs> It did, because let me tell you, first of all, we've been having a lot of issues with our apartment complex, which like, I swear to God, I swear. I do not, I do not like to complain. Okay. I do not like complaining, but I feel like a lot of things in my life in the past couple of years have just warranted a lot of complaining. And I hate that for me. I was so happy to move to this apartment complex that we live in now. And it was great until there was new management that came in. Um, and they have been awful. And it sucks that this place got like ruined because of the new management here. And don't you worry <laughs> when we move, I will tell you where we live because that is how bad it is. People need to know to not live here. Like <laughs> mm, mm -hmm. we have had our elevator broken for five months, well, hold five on. months. And not only that, I mm -hmm. demanded to speak to the property manager in the email that I got from her. Got an email from her <gasps> tonight. You did. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. It's I ridiculous with absolutely I love that journey for her. no offer for any type of compensation five months with no elevator well and within this year it was broken last year around this time for three months so like within a year it's been broken for more than half the year and here's the thing i understand that they're not needed but genuinely my father cannot come and visit us because of the elevator being broken he literally cannot walk up the steps to the fourth floor I, he has not been able to come and visit. And not only that, he almost doesn't even want to because what if we plan a trip and then it breaks? Right. Because mm. it's been so unreliable. It's so frustrating. And I have dropped the whole this is an accessibility issue and they literally don't care. I'm just like so. <laughs> they because that was my first. That was my right? first thought when you were saying that. I was like, this is very ableist of you. And it's not that. And then when they said people you could who move to a first floor apartment they told me my they option they said well if yeah. you want to and i was like who's gonna carry my furniture I'm sorry, down ma'am if i can't go upstairs you think i want to move my whole life right? <laughs> yeah absolutely asinine yeah. behavior and they and they tried to be like well you know if you you know we we only put people who need the accessibility on the, in the first floor apartments and it's like so what if you what if you what if i live, live on the fourth up here floor and something happens what if i broke what if I break my, my leg? leg knock on wood but what if i did and not and only then that and then this is the other thing that really gets me is the one time i was in there the the girl who works in the office is like i totally understand the apartment complex that i live in doesn't have elevators either and i looked at her and i was like you signed uh, up for that yeah but when i signed my lease here there were elevators and it's one of the reasons why we moved here so please do Dumb. not compare your apartment to this one because you signed that lease with no elevator 
Oh my gosh. Anyway. I'm over people. So anyway, um, I'm super excited to put them behind us. <laughs> because... I like that phrase. <laughs> I'm gonna turn um, the page on this chapter. <laughs> yeah, because I um yeah. Oh, first of all, yes, shout out to Janine. You can literally become disabled at any time. Yes. And the fact that they literally don't care, like it's terrible. It is terrible. <sighs> It's so frustrating. So it's also just the way they handle it too. Like we've literally been lied to, I believe, four times as to like when they have ordered a part or when mm-hmm. they're gonna start fixing mm-hmm. it. And it's like mm-hmm. if you if you like just give me the straight facts. The Don't new lie. date is December twenty first, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Please. Please. <laughs> Uh, you know what no they're gonna start it i'm doing air quotes yes, on the no 21st. i this is exactly then, yes they, oh it's they're the gonna christmas holiday yep. so we can't come in for a week because the last time i walked oh, into the, that office and asked them they Such were like they were like oh he's not in this week because of thanksgiving and i was like he's not in all week because of thursday <laughs> okay <laughs> i still listen that's a big <laughs> holiday all right <laughs> oh my god i guarantee you yeah they said the 21st they're gonna be it's like gonna oh, happen um actually he's gonna be in after the new year mm-hmm. it's totally gonna happen Dumb. <sighs> um anyway katie do you want to say where we're moving i'm totally down to announce it the moon <laughs> yeah we're moving to the moon like like okay yeah i, Do I don't know how you want to phrase it we're moving back to cleveland yeah moving in my basement to- <laughs> oh wait <laughs> I hey. uh, <laughs> we truly did get our dream apartment it was one of the places that we visited when we were up in the summer for a couple of weeks we toured it we fell in love with it we had a you know how i don't know if anybody has done apartment searching like this or anything but sometimes when you go and you tour a place and you leave like as soon as you leave that place you just like have a feeling you're just like i think that was it i think that was it and you just kind of knew Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is how we felt when we left this place so i'm very how i very feel excited. about you yeah that's how i feel about you too <laughs> heck yeah every time i come over i just you know just feel good tiff i just, I just feel, feel good. good vibes yeah i'm just it's so excited i really like it yeah i'm excited well, if too. you're asking about in-person recordings yeah they're gonna happen again yeah might not be every single time but we'll do it they're gonna happen can. again yeah mm-hmm. for sure I got a big old table down here. I mean, when it's like butts and some seats snowing like crazy. The beauty is we have set ourselves up for success with remote recording now. Yes. (laughs) So uh, it's not a necessity that we have to go over there, but it's fun to go over there. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just it's a different vibe when you're all in the same room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no like awkward pauses because of internet and stuff (laughs) right i'm gonna work on video i promise yes we will do video again we will do video Video. anyway no now you can get my dumb faces for stupid little pictures that you guys like to do (laughs) we've got some of the greatest gifts though because of that like that one with your eyes the one that is a good one that is me on the regular (laughs) rolling my eyes (laughs) Five hour episodes? No. <laughs> I have no. two children. <laughs> a white man? No. Oh. I'd rather sit on a hot grill. 
I'd rather sit naked on a hot grill. Um, <laughs> we started that again. Oh my god, this show makes me laugh so hard. Yeah, I'm excited though. I am. It's like it's just a really us place. So, dude, excited. when's your race? <laughs> really soon. When? Uh, it is three weeks. Hold on, I always get confused as to like literally Ooh. the five Ks in three weeks. Shut your mouth. That's so soon. Am I ready? 5K is nothing. You're so ready. You're so ready. That's I. She got new shoes. I did get new shoes though. You bringing them in? I have to. Yeah. I don't. I kind of like looked up how to do it, and there's like some really weird things that people say. But Mm. I think I'm just gonna like go walk in them, and then take a short run in them, and then be like, "Cool, you're good." Nice. Um. Hopefully, I'm trying out a new brand of not a new brand. A new type of Brooks because I have Brooks. I have a Brooks Ghost. I'm trying out but the you are adrenaline. Also on a new brand. Yes, and I am trying out a new brand. Asics. I don't know what the exact one is, but it's like mm. so cushy. And like I told Meg, I was like the way that because I went to this place that has like a little track in it, so you can like try them out. Mm-hmm. It's called Fit to Run. Yeah, they're and great. They will actually like measure. They'll like record you running so that they can see how your feet land and then they can like recommend shoes based on that. Yeah, it's really pretty cool. And like these shoes like felt like they were like, come on, one more step. Come on, one more step. Like, okay, these these are my marathon. Those are the encouragement that you need. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like this really bright purple. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And the other ones are like this cool, like whitish gray, which I never thought I'd get, but I really like them. Um, I also didn't expect to get two pairs of shoes, but my mother-in-law decided to surprise me with a Christmas mm. present, so that was really nice. Plus, like, my That's wife cute. bought me the other shoes. That was really nice. Awesome. I um, mean, I bought them with our joint account. Yeah, I know, but still. <laughs> and actually, this is a good, I mean, not when this gets released, but today was the fundraising deadline, and you guys killed it ahead of time. Yeah, yo. We raised over $3,000. The team raised over $200,000. Yeah. That's amazing. Incredible. Like cancer research, y'all. Blown away. Blown away. So thank you for anyone who donated, anyone who shared, anyone who encouraged. Like, thank you. I will never eat a Birdie Butts bean ever again in my life and we do still owe you guys a harry potter marathon day and we will absolutely do that except our lives are gonna be pretty crazy here now for the next like eight weeks um but i promise you it will happen meg will not eat a salad again guys i just hate them i'm sorry god you're not really living uh just running though trying to i just want to finish that's all I care about. I just want to finish. I'm a little nervous, but you will. You got this. Thank you. We're gonna get to hang out with the Brookharts. Regine and Kelly are gonna come into town, and then we're gonna go Shut on a freaking up. cruise all together. All together. I'm gonna be not not jealous. I'm gonna be nuts. Come on, but down. I also don't like cruises. Yeah, that's <laughs> vomit. All right. Is there a bingo? I don't think there, there is. There is. <gasps> there oh, is a bingo. Sam. She did? Yep, she did. She's sending it. You stinker. I'm so happy. 
I was like, don't call her a stinker. She's a Gryffindor. I know. <laughs> stinker is term of endearment. Okay. All right. Let's see. Where are we? Hold on. Two Sam, Sam's going to get an extra 50 points Sam, for Gryffindor. Sam, send the picture, Sam. Got a validate. What up, Brandon? What's the question? Yeah. <laughs> Do can you spare a square? <laughs> Brandon's question was: I would like to know why the one episode where you said Twilight, uh, I believe he put like over this very large number, um, was the one where you didn't mention Twilight. The series. I needed one square. That's really funny. I usually try to mention it every time. And just today wasn't the time. Sam definitely got bingo. Congrats. I love that Voldemort's feet has a square. (laughs) Right. It's disgusting. (laughs) And the fact that we freaking said it. Right. Right. I think that comes up more often than not. Voldemort has a square. Terrible. All right. So... Let's see the standings. Did we give Gryffindor the points? I believe that we are still in fourth. (laughs) That's a good question. I wish that that was a thing, Sam, but it's not. I'm sorry. There's no (gasps) extra points for two-way bingo. You get extra bragging points. That should be a thing. Give it to us just this once. All right. Ravenclaw is in first with 5,294 points. Hufflepuff is in second with 3,975. You guys are so close to 4,000. Slytherin is in third place with 3,332. And Gryffindor is in fourth with 2,910. Hey, wow. For us. Ravenclaw just like smashing it. Ravenclaw started to like go crazy ahead because of like that first that trivia yeah they got so many points from trivia i know well we're gonna not do to say that you in... don't get a lot of bingos here but i think we're doing another one in february i have to look <gasps> at the schedule i have next year all scheduled out for all of the extra mm. curriculars curriculars <laughs> what is this episode for <sighs> Pick up Joseph. Joseph. I don't know. There's no, there's nothing else that this could be for. Oh, pick up Joseph. You are with us. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Bro, I have the hiccups. Where did they come from? Don't care. care. Let's Where start. Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? Hiccup and Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you owe me a coke. We didn't you say are. the same thing. What did you say? I said hiccup, Joe. You said hiccup ing, Joe. Mm. Uh, is hiccuping Joseph? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to record with you right now. It's gonna be a good it's real life. Um, all right, I'm starting. Wait, like yes. episode? Why? Are you holding your breath trying to get rid of them? 
It's gonna be a night. It's gonna be May. Bye, Swishers.